0: Good morning and welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chicago. We are so glad that you are worshiping with us this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so that we can know that we are a gathered community, that is why we do worship via Zoom, please turn on your gallery view so that you can see one another and turn on the camera if you're willing and just notice that we are indeed part of a community we are continuing to find ways to make worship participative online. And a couple suggestions I have. One is something we really haven't used, which is the reaction feature that you can see on the bottom menu, and you can do a heart or a um, uh, clap, which is kind of a thank you of praise at any time during the service. And also, as we tried last week, to give thanks for this community, for perhaps the music, the sermon, those involved. We invite you at the end of the service, right during the sharing of peace, to do a cascade of gratitude using the chat feature. It's kind of like greeting people at the door and saying thank you for the lovely service or whatever you might say. Our guest preacher this morning is a member of Holy Trinity, Pastor Matt James. He is the director of admissions at the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago. We now begin, begin our service with the gathering hymn. Almighty and eternal God, you show perpetual loving kindness to your servants. Because we cannot rely on our own abilities, grant us your merciful judgment and train us to embody the generosity of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
1: A reading from Exodus the whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness the Israelites said to them if only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day, the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them, whether they follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So... Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites in the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord because your complaining against the Lord has been heard for what are we that you complain against us and Moses said when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning Because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for the Lord has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, and then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
2: Give thanks to the Lord and call upon God's name. Set out your people with silver and gold. In all their tribes there was not one that stumbled. Egypt was glad to see them go because they were afraid of them. You spread out a cloud for a covering and a fire to give light by night. They asked, and you brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. You opened the rock and water flowed, so the river ran in the dry places. For you remembered your holy word and Abraham your servant. So you led forth your people with gladness, your chosen with shouts of joy. You gave your people the lands of the nations, and they took the fruit of others' toil. That they might keep your statutes and observe your teachings. Hallelujah.
3: A reading from Philippians. For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Since I am convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy and faith, so that I may share abundantly in your boasting in Christ Jesus when I come to see you again. Only live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or an absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, striving side by side with one mind for the faith of the gospel and are in no way intimidated by your opponents. For them, this is evidence of their destruction, but of your salvation. And this is God's doing. For God has graciously granted you the privilege, not only of believing in Christ, but of suffering for Christ as well, since you are having the same struggle that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to
1: God.
4: Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, "The dominion of heaven is like a landowner, who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. And when he, when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them." You also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again and about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and of the scorching heat? But he replied to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Do you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and Go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O God siblings in Christ, grace, peace, and mercy to you from God, our creator, our sustainer, and our redeemer. Amen. Until, say, seven months ago, I always read this story from Exodus with not a small amount of disdain for the Israelites' behavior. The Israelites throughout, well, most of their journey through the wilderness just seem needy and immature and selfish and closed-minded. I mean, it's only been a month since they were delivered out of slavery in Egypt. You'd think they'd at least have that in the back of their minds. And it didn't just start with today's passage. Just a few days before, desperate for water to quench their thirst in the desert, they finally find water in a place called Morah, but it's bitter to the taste, undrinkable, and so they complain. And God hears Moses pleading on their behalf and shows him a tree or a log, depending on the translation, and he throws it into the water, and the water becomes drinkable, sweet even. And now, now just a few days later, they're starving, and so they complain, or grumble, or groan, And I used to think this was ridiculous. Until today. Six months into a global pandemic that has uprooted nearly every aspect of life as we know it. And weeks into another season of unimaginable destruction throughout the West Coast with record-breaking fires. While many in the southern parts of our country brace for yet another hurricane-strength storm. And too many communities to count continue to experience state sanctioned violence against protesters, and black and brown bodies continue to be threatened and killed by police. And hospitals and other essential businesses continue to be overrun, their resources, including their staff, exhausted to the point of breaking. And now, The news of the heart rendering death of the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think I'll stop there. What I am coming to realize is that we are in the wilderness. Perhaps, like you, I am exhausted. I struggle to accomplish some of the most simple tasks. I'm uncertain of the future of this journey that we're on. And I'm afraid. And heartbroken, and worn thin about what the future might hold, where this journey will lead all of us. And so, I think I have a new appro- appreciation for the complaining Israelites. Their lives, yes, while under oppression and slavery, were completely uprooted as well. Even while they were slaves, they still had food. They had a place to lay their heads. They knew probably more or less what each day might bring. And now for them, their liberation has also brought uncertainty of what they might eat each morning and night, of other threats that might lie ahead to their livelihood as they, that they encounter in the desert wilderness, even where their journey itself might lead them. And so, I see their grumbling. I see their complaining, their unease, not as greed or selfish, but as, well, real. Because it seems like calling out, crying out, is all that they know to do. And I think of another biblical genre, the lament. And so, perhaps, yes, maybe their complaining, their cries, their lament is, in fact, justified. And I will admit, like these Israelites, and perhaps even like you, I lament much of our current times as well as the past, the way life used to be. I lament today's exhaustion and brokenness and uncertainty and fear that is all too real for me and countless others around this globe. But I also don't want to return to those days. Yes, I do want to be able to gather together with you in person to worship. I want our voices to join together in beautiful song. I want to travel safely and comfortably to see family and friends. Or simply walk outside, or go anywhere, really, without wearing a face covering. But I also want black and brown lives and bodies to matter, without us having to remind one another. I want our planet to heal and thrive for all creatures. I want a country that honors the fullness of the humanity of all of its citizens and neighbors and guests. I want the trust that my elected officials will faithfully govern so that all people might have access to the basic necessities of life and preserve our planet and natural resources. And so here, In this wilderness, I grumble, I complain, I lament. But thankfully, the story of our ancestors, the Israelites, does not end with their cries. God hears them. God hears their cries, their complaining, and their lament, and God responds. When the Israelites cry out for deliverance, God liberates them. When they cry out for protection from Pharaoh and his army, God made a way literally through the waters of the Red Sea. And when they cry out for food, God provides. Now much scholarship and conjecture has been offered about what exactly that manna that appeared in the morning dew and where exactly those quails that appeared at night were going to or coming from. But as Terence Fretheim, a retired Hebrew professor, Hebrew Bible professor from Luther Seminary, observes, this manna and these quail were not extraordinary means. This was not a miraculous parting of a sea or a celestial sign like a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire to mark God's presence. But simple, ordinary, natural means. Professor Fretheim writes. It is precisely the natural that is seen as a gift from God. God gifts Israel, God's gifts to Israel are to be found not only in the unusual, but also in the everyday. God hears the cries of God's people and God responds, sometimes, oftentimes in the simplest of ways. We may not—we likely will not—experience earth-shattering change instantaneously. That would probably bring about just as much trauma. But our God hears us. And God provides, yes, even the midst of the ordinary. Like water. When you are woven into the salvation story of our God at baptism, through plain old water poured over us, or that fully envelops us when we are dunked in that font. And through just a few words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the reminder that, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. We, you and I, all of us simple, ordinary, and beautiful human beings, are a gift. We are called, knit into God's saving work into this world. You and I, simple as we might be, were made to be God's gift, God's response to the needs of our fellow creatures in this world. In our own actions, in our own words, we, we are a sign of God's never-ending love, not only for one another, but for this whole broken-down, dying, lamenting world. And when exhaustion or physical or mental illness, or the forces of oppression hold one or a number of us down, we have another gift. This community. This beautiful, simple body of Christ to lament, to protest, to vote and help others to vote, to wear a face covering, to simply be a sign of God's grace, of strength, of hope, of God's love in this world. that as we make our way together through the wilderness, in the midst of all that we cannot quite bear, God hears our cries, and God responds in ways both big and small. And this news, friends, simple as it seems, is food for my journey. And I pray that in the midst of these most uncertain times and whatever might lie ahead, that this good news feeds and sustains you along your journey as well. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, amen.
0: You know, I have to say, I was um, watching online some Rosh Hashanah services yesterday and the same thing happened that the, the person had to say, excuse me, Rabbi, you're unmuted or muted or whatever the fact is. So what I said is we welcome you. We are so glad that we can hear recordings of organ music and singing boldly and remind us of being together in this place. We welcome you, whatever you hold in your heart your laments or your complaints. However you think of yourself in terms of race, ethnicity, how you vote, your gender identity, and sexual orientation, and know that we are one in Christ Jesus. We also thank you for your generous support of the Ministry of Holy Trinity, and we are so grateful that that continues as you give online or mail offerings to the office. We also are grateful for gifts to the Loose Offering Fund, which supports uh, One North Side um, and a number of other organizations dear to us, such as the Lighthouse Foundation and the Lakeview Pantry, as well as the Alvina Moan Mutual Aid Fund. There's more information on your screen online at our website on the ways that you can help others who are struggling these days. A reminder that two weeks from today, is October and it's St. Francis Day and we will be having blessing of animals online. We can't wait to see your cats who are skittish about coming to church in front of a camera. And also a reminder that communion is celebrated online the first Sunday of the month and then we've decided on the 2nd and 4th there will be services at 11.15. Today's Small Bite Forum following worship will continue to talk about the Exodus reading and complaining and a special invitation to attend next sunday a forum to talk about the fair tax ballot initiative next sunday at ten thirty, we will hope that you'll stay with us for that double header following worship following the musical offering now which we can imagine making our gift and our offering and the offering of our lives there will be a ministry moment Uh, by our member Carrie Fleming and then our prayers will be led by seminarian, seminarian Jonas Ellison.
5: Good morning, everyone. Today I want to speak to you about One North Side, the Fair Tax Small Bites that we have planned for next Sunday from 10.30 to 11 a.m., why they're important to me, and why I believe they're important to our core work right here at Holy Trinity. Like many of you, I was aware that Holy Trinity has an ongoing relationship with the One North side, but for me, it was only peripherally. I knew about it, but I'd never really gotten involved. During my time working on a variety of small uh, social justice issues, I met Anna Gabler, who works for One Northside as a community organizer for economic justice. Anna invited me to join their economic justice team. As I got involved in the work, I discovered that everything that they were working on matched my own values and goals. Equally as important, I realized that One Northside's work intersected perfectly with much of our mission work here at Holy Trinity, whether through our anti-racism ministry, our work on immigration, tonight ministry, White House Foundation, and so much more. Focusing on the Fair Tax Initiative provided the sweet spot to work for real, meaningful change right in our own community, city, and state. In Pastor Michelle's Michelle's sermon last week, she reminded us that the heart of God beats with the marginalized. In David Nelson's faith story that same day, he spoke of what he termed his baptismal ordination. Working on the Fair Tax Initiative with One Northside has given me a wonderful education on how to answer those calls in a very specific and impactful way. So today, I'm inviting all of you to attend our Fair Tax Small Bites next Sunday, September 27, 1030 to 11 a.m. I want you all to receive and to share the education that I got on this vitally important issue. Holy Trinity continues to support One North Side financially. Let us all come together next Sunday and also support them with our action and our passion. And in so doing, continue our own social ministry work. Thank you very much.
6: Drawn together in the compassion of God, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Oh God, you make the last first and the first last. Give resources and courage to the churches around the globe that have few resources. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Continue your care for your whole creation, sun and wind, bushes and worms, cities and farms, and all your many animals. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. To places of conflict and violence, bring peace, especially to the cities of our nation. Bless the work of negotiators, peacekeepers, and development workers. Keep our election season from dishonesty. Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give your blessing to the Jewish people at this time of their new year. Bring an end to anti-Semitism around the globe and strengthen peace efforts in the Middle East. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for firefighters, for communities devastated by fire, for all who suffer racial injustice, for migrants who seek safety, for all who are imprisoned, for the victims of crime, for the unemployed, for students and faculty during the pandemic, for medical workers, for all who are sick or in need, especially those we name in the chat feature or by unmuting.
3: For Mark, Pastor Stevens Swanson.
6: Bless the work of One North Side, the Lighthouse Foundation, the Lakeview Pantry, and other ministries supported by our community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you for all the saints, especially this week for the Apostle Matthew and for the gift of his gospel that speaks to us of your goodness. Give us grace to live for Christ until we join with all the faithful In your eternal life, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All these things and whatever else you see that we need, we entrust to your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
0: With trust in God, who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us now, and forever. Amen. May the blessing of the God of Sarah and Abraham, and of Jesus Christ, born of our sister Mary, and the Holy Spirit, who broods over the world as a mother over her children, be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.
6: As God's own, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, and patience, forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you, and crown all things with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Thanks be to God.
0: Not only our um, chance to greet one another, but then to do a cascade of gratitude for gifts of the service, the music, the sermon, bow, things that may have touched you today, a cascade of gratitude. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Peace. And right.
3: also with you. Peace,
4: peace, 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 everyone.
5: Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace.